Hey, Cornerstone family, it's February the 24th, and I'm so grateful for each of you that are joining with us each day for this podcast as we uh, continue in this Read by Easter campaign. I'm grateful. We're hearing great feedback, hearing from teenagers that are reading through the entire Bible with us, from senior citizens who are reading the Bible for the first time, others who are reading the Gospels through for the first time, and so we're really enjoying the feedback that we are getting and grateful for that. Uh, Today, we're going to stay where we were yesterday in the New Testament plan. For those of you that are reading the New Testament or the entire Bible, and so if you're reading the Gospels, this is not something you've read today, but I want you to hear it. Uh, You read Philippians today if you're reading the New Testament plan or the entire Bible plan. And I want to read you one of my favorite passages of Scripture from Philippians chapter 2, beginning in verse 3. Paul writes, Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You know, there's an old Jewish joke that says if you have two rabbis, you've probably got three opinions. And I think sometimes the church seems like that, too. And I think Paul's trying to help us here to figure out how to not make the church like that. We all have theological differences. We all have historical events, things that have happened in our past that, that, that cause us to think differently about things. And we have various styles of worship that we, that we like. And there's also, you know, personality issues and, and clashes and leadership style and, and, and politics and all of these different things. So how in the world could we ever, ever figure out as a church how to live in unison and in unity with one another? And I think Paul gives us a clue here. You know, several years ago, Shauna and I uh, went to a production with some friends. It was called Cirque du Soleil. And I'd never been to a production like that before. It's kind of hard to describe. It's it's sort of like a musical and sort of like a play and sort of like an acrobatics show. And the one that we went to involved water. So it was sort of like an aquatic show. But it was rather chaotic to watch. There were dozens of performers, some being suspended way up high on a trapeze sort of contraption and others diving deep into this pool that develops in the middle of the stage and others dancing and jumping. But they were all moving in unison. And that's the picture I have when I read Philippians chapter 2. You say, well, how do you picture Cirque du Soleil? Well, what I really picture is maybe something that we might call church disallay. Um, I think Paul is trying to indicate to us that in a production like Cirque du Soleil, if one actor, if one acrobat is out for their own glory, is out for their own recognition, is trying to be seen above all of the others, it will be chaos. 
There will be collisions. There will be injuries because the only way that it works is if everyone works together. And I think the church is like that. So we'll call it church to slay. The only way the church works is if we all work together. We don't try to impress others that we're humble and we don't think of anyone as less than us. And so Paul says you should have the same attitude that Jesus had. And if you think about it, it's rather remarkable what Jesus did for us. He is God. And he decided to set aside that equality with God, Paul says, and become not just a human, not a king in a palace with with servants, but rather he became a human baby, not just a human baby, but a helpless human baby in a poor family, in an unknown town. So he gave all of that up. Why? Because the only way this works is if we defer to one another, if we think of others, if we're not selfish, if we're not out to impress. And Jesus certainly isn't out to impress. He's out to give. We talked about it last week that Jesus was the the author of, uh, of servant leadership. Jesus was the one who defined that concept and that principle for us. And this is so beautifully laid out for us by Paul that Jesus laid himself down for us. And because of that, look what happens. Because Jesus laid himself down, he humbled himself. He died a criminal's death on the cross. Because of that, where is Jesus now? Well, he's been elevated. He's been given what Paul calls the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. We're going to talk about bowing our knees this, this next Sunday. We're going, to, we're going to use that very verse to talk about bowing our knees to Jesus in worship. Why? Because he was humbled, he was then exalted. Jesus says the same thing to his disciples that we talked about last week. If you want to be great, Humble yourself, serve everyone, lower yourself. And that's my challenge to you today. If this church is going to work, if this, if this thing we're doing together is going to work, it's only going to work if we are in concert with one another, if we are coordinated with one another, if we are working together, paid vocational ministry staff, volunteers, college students, teenagers, kids, senior adults, all of us working together, doing our part to make sure that the kingdom is increased in Bloomington and around the world. That's our goal. That's our goal. So I want you to picture that acrobatic show. Maybe you've seen one or maybe you've seen it on TV. That acrobatic show with almost chaotic but yet flawless movement where no one gets in anyone's way. Everyone works together. There is no chaos. There is no collision because no one is trying to be a star. And that's the way the church should work. I'm not the star of Cornerstone. I happen to have a microphone in front of me often. doesn't make me the star. I can tell you who the stars are. The stars are those who volunteer with our kids each week. The stars are those who help us with security. The stars are those who serve behind the scenes. We're all a part of this well-orchestrated, hopefully well-oiled machine that is making the name of Jesus great in Bloomington and around the world. And so that's what I want for us. I want us to all serve one another with humility. I want us to cling to that, not selfishness, not trying to impress, but humility. And so that's my challenge for you today, and that's my prayer for you today, that you will serve Jesus humbly in this thing that we are called to, this service that we are called to. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for my church family. Thank you for the people who serve so humbly around us, alongside of us. 
thank you, Jesus, that you called us to follow your heart and your heart was for humility. Your heart was to give up your privilege so that you could serve, so that you could lay down your life, so that you could become a baby and not just any baby, but a baby in a poor family in an unknown town. And so thank you, Jesus, for leading the way. And I pray, Jesus, you would lead us all to that same sense of humility that as we work together, no one would want to stand out, but rather we would work together in a way that the kingdom and the name of Jesus is made great and not our name, not even our church, but the kingdom of God is made great around us and through us. So we thank you for that. We pray for that. I pray for my church family, for those with needs today. I pray, God, that you would meet them at the very point of their need, that they would sense your presence even now, whether through this podcast or through the scripture reading today, that you would be near to them, Jesus, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. I hope you're having a great week. It's hump day. You're going to get through this, and we'll see you tomorrow.